0: and business strategies needed to grow any company. My name is Oliver Fernandez. Welcome to The Imperfect Entrepreneur. What's up, everyone? It's Oliver Fernandez. And today, I want to share with you the last part of what you must do before you do anything. So, my wife Leah is an entrepreneur as well. She is the founder of a real estate sales team here in DC. Right now, our businesses are not set up to the point where, you know, she can take an extended maternity leave and I take a maternity mater- leave. Yes, we did take some time off, but Leah really took great pride in being an entrepreneur mom, both during the entire pregnancy. And once Liliana was born. I'm extremely grateful to be able to say that we are in a position where Leah doesn't have to work. So her showing up every day isn't out of need. It's out of her love for herself. It's out of the love for her team. It's out of the love for her clients. This has been very inspirational for me. As her husband. Because it's what she wants to do. She loves helping people through the buying and selling process. And it's motivating when you're around people that really enjoy what they're doing. So there definitely was some big challenges this week. This was our first week of having a non-family member come into our home and help us with the taking care of our baby girl Liliana. The first day was the hardest. I've taken great pleasure in being daddy diapers. I love saying that my wife doesn't even know how to change a diaper because I've taken complete ownership over that task. That's just a little inside joke, family joke that we have going on. So having someone help take care of our baby girl, I actually missed connecting and changing her throughout the day. It was great though, when both Lee and I were on calls and she started to cry, it was great being able to have someone at home with the baby and we knew our baby's best interests were at heart and we could then continue to focus on what we were already doing. So over the past two weeks, we talked about what you need to do before you do anything. Part one was, you must believe. Your belief has to be so intense that your belief gets other people that are going to help you achieve your big goal to believe in it as well. So number one is you must believe. Number two is you must be committed Your commitment needs to be focused. You can't get distracted by every little thing that's going on in your life. You have to stay focused on your end outcome no matter what. You have to be persistent. Persistent means to overcome. So we must have the persistence to overcome the problems that we know are going to be present. We know they're going to be there. We have to overcome and be persistent through them. The last thing with commitment was we have to be consistent with our goals. This isn't something you're going to do for a week and hit your goal. Like this is something you need to be consistent with for an extended period of time. Now, Bless Brown always says, You don't need a good year, you need a good decade. I say a good decade is a good foundation. But the next two decades is when you start to build the skyscraper. So now we're going to go through the last part of what you need to do before you do anything. And this is, you must take the necessary level of action To make your dreams and goals a reality. This one is hard. When I first became an entrepreneur. I knew that I was going to have to do. I just didn't realize how much I was going to have to do. The construction company took the necessary levels of action to get its first job. Which was great. The problem is we didn't continue to take those necessary actions to continue to get other jobs. This put our business in a tailspin once that one job stopped paying on time. Now I was able to overcome, I was able to persevere through those challenges and those ta- that tailspin I had put my business in because now I started to take the necessary levels of action. I made a list of contracting officers throughout the entire country. And I was calling every one of those people every single day. Like there was nothing that was going to get in my way. I I actually thought about the process as a, I was a ping pong ball. Cause like, you know, when you're dealing with a government agency, there's 10,000, 20,000 people that are working at this agency. And there's maybe three or four or five people that actually write contracts. And those people aren't like, hey, you go to this website and you find them. You actually have to go through a process to actually get access to these people. So for me, I had to actually create such a large list that I could funnel through all of the people that were not going to actually help me get to my goal, but were going to be A part of the process to me getting through my goal. And I was able to do it. I was able to continue to make calls. I was able to continue to go to vendor outreach meetings. I was able to continue to put the pressure on the situation, continue to put the pressure on the contracting officers to eventually give me projects. And at this time, I didn't care where I was going to get those projects. I remember going to multiple vendor outreach meetings and some of my potential colleagues, I was actually talking with them about like, I don't even care where I get the job. I'll go to Alaska because that's how committed I was to going after and getting my dream and making my dream a reality. I was willing to go wherever it took to make it happen. I was bringing the necessary energy to make my dreams come true. Like it was awesome. I had a project out at Cape Canaveral Air Force Base and at that base, you know, SpaceX has a office there and they launch rockets into outer space. And when you think about a rocket launching into outer space, like They don't bring a little lighter to launch that rocket into outer space. There's a huge boom. It's an explosion of energy. It takes that necessary energy for that rocket to get off of the ground and get into outer space. Like SpaceX is bringing the necessary energy to get their dreams and goals off the ground. They're not doing it with a little lighter They have big goals and they need a big explosion. And what I have found is that when you take the necessary levels of action, you actually provide yourself with the stability in an unstable world. Most people think that their stability comes from what you have. Like, I feel stable when I have a million dollars. When Really, stability comes from your ability to produce. And the only way you get stability from producing is by taking the necessary levels of action. So when I was making all my calls, my stability came from making 100 calls and having 96 of those calls not be anything to get me to my outcome. But four of them did. And all four of them didn't come at one time. I got my first one. And then a month later, I got my second one. Now, all of a sudden, I had two. I'm creating more stability. That stability didn't come from me just wishing it was going to come, from me just begging for it to come. That stability came from me being able to go out into the marketplace and push and make it a reality. That stability is what we all want. Like, we don't want to just have the resources. We want to know that we can rec- recreate those resources if necessary and continue to produce those resources. So max- massive action also gives you the ability to predict. I didn't say assume which is a guess without any proof, I said this ability to predict, to know the outcome because you have taken enough action that the action has produced enough data that you can actually determine your closing ratios. I figured this out in college. When I was in high school, I was an above average football player and when I got into Syracuse, I wasn't recruited to play football there. But it was my dream to play football in college. So I walked onto the team. My belief was m- really high. My belief in my abilities. I was committed to the goal. Like my freshman year, I didn't even go out to a party. Like my entire freshman year, because I was so focused on proving myself on the football field to I was so focused to proving myself in the classroom that I didn't even go out to a party I was so focused I was persistent I mean there was times when even some of the the strength and conditioning staff were like dude what are you doing like you have to do this faster you have to do more of this and I continued to be persistent over periods of time my freshman year, my sophomore year, my junior year, my senior year. I continued to push and push and push and grind and drive and dig and dig. And by the end of that, I was, able, they were, that same strength and conditioning coach was like, dude whatever you want to do in life, you're going to do because you're so persistent. And I was consistent enough. I showed up day after day, like playing football on a college level. Isn't like some cupcake game. Like you're getting big men, 300 pound men who run four five, not four fives, but maybe a four, nine running right after you looking to take your head off. like, it's a lot of pain to go along with this game. But I stayed at it consistent enough that I was able to continue to make results happen. I was able to get the respect of my teammates. I was able to get the respect of my coaches. And while I got the respect of my coaches, then they gave me an opportunity to show what I could do. The one thing I missed on was I didn't take the massive levels of action necessary. Like, I definitely took actions. I mean, I wouldn't have been on the team if I didn't take over above average levels of action, but I didn't take massive levels of action. I didn't take massive levels of action in the film room. Because in that game, at that level, that's really what it takes. I needed to make up for my lack of speed with my ability to predict and the only way I was going to be able to predict was to get better in the watching of film and understanding this formation 70% of the time they go left and that's that extra step or two that I needed to put my body in position to make more plays like when you look at Ray Lewis's career Ray Lewis wasn't always the biggest Ray Lewis wasn't always the fastest, but Ray Lewis was always Johnny on the spot. He was always teeing people up. He was always one or two steps ahead of his competition. And the only way he was able to be in that position was because Ray took the time to go through the film. Not even just the time, he took massive action going through that film. He watched tons of film. He watched that year, that game, that season, previous seasons. He watched that offensive coordinator at other locations. He took massive action. He was able to predict and in predicting, he was able to put himself, his body, he was able to put himself in position to succeed. So we have learned the three principles of of mobilizing your mindset. Number one is you must believe in the dream so much that the people that are going to help you get that dream and that goal actually believe in it too. Number two is you must be so committed to that dream that that dream has 100% of your focus. That when a problem comes, and you know they're going to come, you can overcome that problem because you are consistent enough not to stop when everyone else does. Number three is you must take the necessary levels of action. And that is for every one action that everybody else takes, I'm going to take 10. And when you take that necessary level of action, you actually give yourself the ability to have some sort of certainty in an uncertain world. And that certainty comes from your ability to be able to produce. Your ability to produce is, 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 is found in the getting or the producing of 50% of the opportunities that may be present in the marketplace. And then of those 50%, like if half of them fall through, you still have 25% of those opportunities. And that those opportunities are the, the foundation that you're going to grow your business off of. You're not going to grow your business off of one lead. You're going to grow your business off of many leads and many leads at the same time. Your pipeline is going to be so large that your dreams have a reality and lastly when you take the necessary levels of action you start to build the ability to be able to predict you have to take enough action to generate the data that you can use to even be able to predict so these are the three principles that you need to mobilize your mindset with love keep putting one foot in front of the next and next week we will wrap up the three principles of what you must do before you do anything into a nice package thank you for listening to the imperfect entrepreneur please remember to subscribe and leave feedback